Because that's a hole in it that lets air circulate. Yeah, yeah, whatever you say. <laughs> Are we going? Oh, my God. We're good? It's been a while since we've done one, just me and you. Yeah, man. Back to the, the old days. The last time we did a podcast, to be honest. It's actually that's been... Awesome. It's been... See, I can't turn mine off because i got to wait for the Tiggy guy to call. Hey, Tiggy. Resign us. Yeah, hit us back up. Oh. What's up, buddy? Let's start. Um... Hold on a second. Okay, we're good. All right. George got to get comfy. What's going on in the world? Let's talk about what's going on in the world. No, let's not talk. <laughs> let's see what's going on. Let's see what's going on. No, let's catch up because we, we didn't talk this week specifically or purposely so we could do it on this podcast. Yeah. So let's hear about Vegas first. Let's hear about Vancouver and Vegas. Oh. Because Georgie was recently in Vancouver for a little work trip and then yeah. has, you know, has smart men do turn a work trip into a play trip. Yeah, baby. Two birds, one stone. Heck yeah, Johnny. Um, Vancouver is pretty cool. Uh, like I okay. best part about Vancouver. It's so from the short so time, it's interesting. I didn't like. I haven't been to Vancouver since I was a kid, and uh, so I haven't been since I was probably like I don't know, twelve something years old. We took a train like the cross Canada train. My family it was actually a really cool experience, but we didn't spend much time in Vancouver. So I didn't really remember it. So it was my first time really, really going. Uh, Becca came with me. Uh, it was it was a lot nicer than I remember, and like. It is very different to Toronto. It kind of feels San Francisco-ish. It's like a little bit hilly. Everything kind of goes to the water, I think. people, from, Anyone from San Fran might be telling me I'm full of shit. Anyone from Vancouver might think I'm not making sense. But that's what it felt like. Real, the air smells better. Like, that's a really? fact. Yeah, the air smells different than, than here. You've been to Vancouver? You've been to Vancouver. Yeah. More trees. Yeah, more trees. It's really nice. And it's interesting because, like, leaving the airport... You don't take like really a highway to get to the hotel into the main like downtown Vancouver, I guess, or wherever we were staying. But uh, it was really nice, like the like the roads, but they're like kind of like boulevards, really nice, lots of trees, like cherry blossoms everywhere, a lot of houses, not a lot of like buildings going up, which is very different to Toronto. But anyways, it was really nice. The downside is, which <clears throat> I guess I didn't know this, uh, is like it's gloomy like all year. Is it most of the year? Yeah, like it wasn't sunny at all. It was sunny the last day we left. So I was there for three days. Got there on a Wednesday, left on a Friday. And it didn't rain until the last or second. It rained on Thursday, but the entire time there was like no sun. Yeah. And uh, did you hit up Lewis or Coltrane? Yeah. Oh, Oh. I hit up Coltrane. Fuck, man. I hit up Coltrane. I called Lewis. Did you you see him? Worked out. Yeah, I went to Bears Blue Camp with Lewis. Oh, beauty. Yeah, it was good. Um, it's a nice city. Like, I really want to go back. Did you say downtown or? Yeah, downtown. Like, we were probably like a 10-minute walk from the, what's it called? Pacific Rim? Pan Pacific? Pacific Rim? Pacific yeah. Rim. What is that? The Fairmont Hotel, Pacific Rim. What's the Pacific Rim? Danielle, get on the mic. Pull it closer to you. Stunning hotel. <laughs> Wait, the what's the Pacific bar. Rim? It's a Fairmont Hotel. Oh, that, the, the hotel is called the Pacific Rim? Fairmont Pacific Rim. It's oh, really okay. tight, but it's a gorgeous one right by the water. Um, but it's really nice. Danny's got her own mic this episode. Yeah. She's stepping up. <laughs> I'm getting nervous. Though. We told her to come sit on the couch. She's too nervous to sit on the couch. No, she's got to book our London trip. That's yeah, why. yeah. When you're uh, listening to this, me and Danny are going to be going to London in two days, three well, days. A lot of trips lately. A lot of trips. Um, no, it was good. I saw Lewis. Went for a workout. We we're supposed to do more with him, but some things didn't work out, so we didn't. And then, um, uh, like I said, I was on there for some work. Got some work stuff done. 
I really enjoyed it. I want to go back because I'd like to go back for like a week or more because then you can go up to like, or not Kelowna, up to like Tofino or even go to Victoria Island. I heard Tofino sick. It's been popping up a lot on my TikTok lately. Actually. Really? Because now I've been posting a couple of travel things. So I don't know why I get, well, I know why I get a lot of travel things, but Tofino specifically, um, you know who actually popped up a couple of times? You remember Maya? Yes. She posted a couple of things with, from Tofino and like it just popped up like 10 in a row almost. Yeah. Lewis got a cabin out there. Originally, I was going to go to Vancouver like just to like go for a vacation-ish, whatever, spend like a week or, or so out there because he rented a cabin. So I was going to go a couple days to Vancouver, go up there. But uh, obviously, when I saw Canelo Alvarez fighting Dimitri Bivol, I decided that I need to be in Vegas for that fight, which kind of segues into this guy here. The guy's stuck. Um, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Sorry, guys. We're just going to get our, uh, our food order. Our food guy in here. So, yeah, that led me to Vegas and uh, crazy weekend. Uh, it was a lot of fun. But, yeah, like you said at the beginning, obviously I'm going to take the opportunity to tie in, like, work and, and pleasure in some capacity. So, like, Vancouver was, was in, like, a business trip. And even Vegas, I had some, some business, like, some, some meetings out there related to work. Um, and, yeah, just had the opportunity to, to, to the, be Those are fight. the best trips when you can kind of double down on them. You know, a little half work, half play. Yeah. So, it's like, even when we do Con Expo, Con Expo is next year in, in Vegas. So, if you want to Is come, it every uh, other year? It's every three years. So, oh. the last one was 2020. I right thought it was every COVID. year. No, it's, uh, it's every three years, Con Expo. I know that. And it's the second biggest construction show in the world, I think. Yeah, it's The biggest is called BOMA. I think it's in Germany. Right. BOMA is an association that related to built... That's the building, yeah, yeah, but it's a different, different one? yeah, different associate or different thing. Uh, but yeah, that's the biggest one in Germany, actually. I think it's in September of this year. When's the one in Vegas for March of next year? Okay, might do Vegas Scottsdale. Okay, I might March go to trip. I might go to Vegas for. Um, I honestly, after this trip, I think I'm gonna go back quite a bit in the next little while. Like I just like once a quarter kind of thing. Yeah, honestly, possibly I mean, twice a year and. So yeah, anyways, to give some context, like I, um, obviously we talk about it a lot. Everyone knows we've gone to Vegas. I probably said it numerous times on the oh, podcast, yeah. but I, I thought about it. I think that was my eighth time in Vegas, oh, fuck, which is nice. a lot, but I've also gone because of work. Oh, delivery's here. Yeah, no, we don't need another pod. No, we we yeah, no, I just need a water after. We, um, yeah, I've been, I think it was, I think it was my eighth time, but I've been, I think at this point, like five for f like fun, pleasure, and then three for work because we have, um. Be careful with that camera there, Danny. <laughs> we have, uh, like, uh, same as you with Connex, but we have a cleaning show, yeah, whatever. Yeah. So I, it's it's every other year in Vegas. So naturally, it's an easy excuse to go down there. But yeah, I've been eight times. And, and the trips have changed a lot from the first time I went. Because obviously, the first time... Actually, first time I didn't go was with you. I went with Lewis, uh, Churchy, and Viola when I first yeah. time I went down. Uh, that was, I was 23 years old the first time I went. And we went down for EDC. I remember that you had abs. Yeah, I did have... I actually did have abs. Fact. Yeah, fact. 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 Peak... Peak physical condition, George. Yeah. Maybe not. Yeah. Anyways. Um, but like most times after that, when you're like, we were young, because I was telling this to Becca, when you're young, you're going down with buddies, like weekend trip, partying, and now you're exhausted. You're going day party, night party, whatever. You know, Chicken like, fingers. Yeah. And I think the, the first, I, I was saying the first three times I think I went, I don't think I saw the strip. I didn't go to like any restaurants. Like we literally just lived in the hotel, like in the overall hotel room. Resort, like not just the room, but you'd go from like the pool parties, you'd come back, you'd like eat in the hotel or in the lobby bar or whatever, and then go to the club. Order chicken, uh, room, room service. service. Yeah. We had a, yeah, it was room service, stupid that time we went. But uh, the last three times I've gone to Vegas were all for fights. The, f the first fight I went to was uh, 
The first fight was uh, Durante Wilder, Luis Ortiz, and that was a work trip that I just piggybacked it onto the end of it because I was in town for a work, the convention that I go that I go to, and uh, I saw the billboards. I'm like, got to stay for this, stay for that fight. And then after that fight, um, ended up getting an opportunity to go down for the uh, Deontay Wilder Tyson Fury fight with Mike. That was crazy, and that was a fun weekend because like we like flew in on Friday, stayed for like flew in Friday, left Sunday night. We literally did like nice dinner, the fight. We like worked out in the daytime, went to one party, the Loud Luxuries down there, and came home on the red eye, back to work Monday. Perfect because like you get in and you get out. You're not like hungover the next day at work. You're not, uh, you didn't break the bank doing anything. So that was amazing. So now to fast forward to this one, when I saw um, Canelo Alvarez fighting Dimitri Bivol, I'm a big boxing fan. You know this from Stunt I'm a big boxing fan. It's like my first time talking on the podcast all of a sudden. <laughs> I uh big boxing fan, so I'm like talking as if I'm not talking to you. That's really weird. I feel like I'm talking to the mic it's when okay, I'm talking to you. Okay, this is weird. I feel like I'm like a, uh, yeah, because you're in the hot seat. Yeah, I don't like. I don't know if I like this spot. It's okay. It's so weird. Anyways, I'm telling you, what the fuck am I telling you this? Anyways, I uh, yeah. Sorry, this just threw me Canelo. off. I, yeah, <laughs> I, just, I just realized that I was just like talking as if like you don't know the times I any. Anyway, and the whatever. best part about this is George hates like. These kind of, like when people talk, not when people, but when we talk to like the audience. Yeah, George is like, no, like we, they, like we need to talk as if like we're we're best friends and like our guests or girlfriends. It's not about the audience; it's about us. And you're talking. I'm like, I don't mind it. I, I actually don't mind when we talk to the audience. But I think it's so funny when you do. Yeah, yeah. I didn't realize it. And I think being maybe in this seat psychologically threw me off. I'm even like looking at the wall. I'm like distracted and trying to tell a story. Okay, yeah, Canelo. I went. What's I the other dude's name? Canelo and Dimitri Bivol. You say? He got really, really red there. Yeah, George. George. Yeah, George blushing. Moby shy. Uh, <laughs> um. So yeah, I tied in the work trip. Went to um, Dimitri Bivol and Canelo. I've like wanted to see Canelo for a long time. He's been like the number one pound for pound fighter, and I was, I thought about it, and this fight wasn't like. It wasn't like some crazy fight where it's like him versus Mayweather. Or something. Exactly. Where like tickets were going to be $10,000 to get in the building. So when I saw that and I saw the price of the tickets, I was like, okay, tie this into work, whatever. Um, crazy fight. Like crazy. It's single to mile. So like being in there, I don't know if I haven't told you anything about it, have I? No, we purposely oh. didn't talk about it. Yeah. That. So single de Mayo is like, is notoriously a fight weekend where they, Vegas typically puts Mexican fighters in. Um, and there's been some historic fights. Like I think Mayweather fought like uh, what's his name, Oscar De La Hoya, like back in the day, like some crazy fights on Cinco de Mayo. So, anyways, when I saw this, I'm like, cool. This is a sick fight because it's Canelo Alvarez. He's going up in weight class to fight for a title. So he went up to light heavyweight to fight Dimitri Bivol, who is he's relatively small though, right? Yeah, he's probably like pretty like not short. He's probably like five nine ten whatever but he's like progressed in his career he's gotten a lot bigger uh, i mean he's moved up weight classes but he went up to take this fight it's on single de mayo it's for a title it's at t-mobile arena all those things and the t- tickets are reasonable i mean they're a little expensive but reasonable relatively speaking yeah. so i was like gotta go see it and yeah it was um it was pretty morbid in there you know what happened if anyone doesn't, Canelo Alvarez lost. It was an upset based on the fact that like the uh, books had it plus four hundred for Dimitri yeah, yeah. Bivol. But if you think about it now in hindsight, everyone's saying, "Well, it shouldn't be an upset because like went up weight class, you're, you're a big a weight guy. class, yeah, and he fought a, a guy guy. who's much bigger." Yeah. Um, you see, yeah. Ali too. Bivol just kind of like he definitely won. The, it was not like it was like debatable. 
Well, and the, the hard thing is, so we had good seats. We had really good seats. I, I knew, um, like I want to sit lower bowl. You don't, you're going to see a fight, like, like even sitting lower bowl, you want to be in the lower half of the lower bowl because yeah. if you're higher than that, you, you're going to watch the big screen because you can't see much. We were like borderline. So we're in the corner and I purposely bought the corner seats because it's where the ring walk happens, where they come out of the tunnel. And I knew that from Deontay Wilder versus Tyson Fury. Me and Mike had similar seats in that corner, uh, different arenas, but um, same sort of setup. So I knew that I want to be out there because you see the show in front of you and everything. Well, I didn't know this, but we were in the first row that was like um, the first row of seats behind where his stage is going to be. So like we're on TV, we're standing up and he had a mariachi band play Eye of the Tiger, very fitting, Eye of the Tiger in front of us, all these lights and everything and there was nobody in front of us and then Canelo comes out, comes on the stage. So it was like, we were in a section, it was hype, it was crazy, all Mexican, honestly, 95% probably, at least Canelo fans, I don't want to say Mexican fans, but that's what it sounded like in there, like it was it was nuts and Dimitri Bivol being Russian, like people weren't so fond of, of yeah, obviously. fair enough. They didn't even announce he's from Russia, which is crazy. I was just listening to a podcast <clears throat> on the way here. Um, they wouldn't allow them to say he's from Russia, that he trains in Russia, nothing. His family who lives in Russia wasn't allowed to come watch the fight. Holy crap. I don't know if it wasn't allowed, but they didn't. Got, it was <clears throat> crazy. But not to go down the politics side, I don't know enough about it. We were like close enough to see most of it, but not enough to see like really what's happening on the scorecards. And it started, and it looked like Canelo like was coming out, and he usually he like slow plays his fights. Like he waits, waits guys out, beats them with conditioning. But yeah, he got pretty worked over. Like from the get-go, I haven't really watched it yet, but like the guys next to me... The guy next to me, so he was a very friendly guy um, from San Diego, I think he said, but originally from Mexico, or maybe it was from Monterey. Anyways, he, I said, who you got? He goes, Canelo. He goes, you better win or I'm going to lose a lot of money. I said, how much money? I think he put like 4,000 US on him. And because he was plus 400, you had to bet 4,000 just to win 1,000. Yeah, yeah. Which is nuts. Awful. Which is the only reason why I bet on Bevo because I'm like, oh, I'll bet this to win whatever. So anyways, overall, crazy experience, like, one of my of all sporting events still i think to go to a boxing match in vegas is still one of the best things so you said and that must be cool i would agree but you said you want to kind of go back once or twice a year every year yeah it leads me to my question because i was thinking about this the other day let's say standard you have three weeks vacation a year okay what would you spend and how would you spend those three those three weeks you have 15 days technically how would you spend it? Because we always talk about like, we always say, okay, we want to do Miami or Florida. You don't want to do that. Okay, we always do Europe. How would you spend your 15 days? If I only days? had 15 days? Yeah. Um, and everything's the same. Like, well, like I, have a, like I have a job that's restricted. There's no flexibility. You maybe get like, because like, uh, like, like semi-flexibility. The reason I'm asking is because like most companies now shut down at Christmas time. So yeah, okay, so yeah, Christmas is still shut down. So yeah, between okay. Christmas and New Year's, a shutdown. We'll, we'll keep that, yeah, okay. I, agree, I agree with that. So my a lot of companies do make you take those as mandatory vacation days. Though, yeah, just, or they say like stay in town, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So. so I would probably do, honestly, like leave Christmas night and then do a weekend of New Year's because then coming back okay. after New Year's not Where as bad. Where would you go? Oh, I, for that, if I'm doing two so weeks let, there. Yeah, let's, say, let's just say 2024 hypothetically. Uh. Okay, 2024. If I was doing two weeks then, I would probably go to um, Southeast Asia. I really want to go back so, to So, But Thailand. then you're taking a week off, though. Because you you only get Christmas to New Year's is one week. No, no. But that's what I'm saying. So I take that week. That's, that's a free week. Yeah, so you're going to take so the I next take, week. So I add additional days because yeah, New Year's is a holiday. Days. Yeah, yeah, so so five days. Or four days. So you're, let's, say, let's say five In days. theory, you're technically in two weeks. You're two weeks, but you've only used one week. So okay. I'd, f I'd probably do like Thailand. So now like we're that. early January. Um, 
are you asking as well, like, if, like what if I go on trips to like Vegas on a long weekend? I'll tell yeah, you that, day. that's right. Because you like some of our listeners know we travel a lot, right? And they might think, okay, well, you know, what's your ideal situation if you got three weeks? Me and you are a little different. I'd we probably, work for family businesses. You can turn a, a work trip into a play trip and, and reverse, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. So, and there's always, you know, we get maybe a little bit more than three weeks or we get the half day here, the half yeah, day there. Yeah. So what would you do? What's your like idea? So I, yeah, to make it easy, I would do the two weeks. I'd do like Southeast Asia, something like that. I'd probably go away in like April on my birthday, maybe out of day, but probably not leave like a Thursday night, come back on, a, on the Monday holiday or, or the Sunday night. So you're taking one day off there? Probably not even. I'd okay. probably do like Easter weekend. Okay. Um, I'd probably save two weeks for Labor. Uh, how many days left? Ten days left. I'd probably take seven days around Labor Day. So make it like leave on like a Thursday night. Take a Friday. So take one day there. Five days plus like Labor, Labor Day, Day yeah, plus yeah. the extra. So that's like two and a half weeks. I don't so know you've got days. four days left now. I'd probably do something like Thanksgiving weekend. Make it a week and do somewhere for a week. Um, and that makes like another seven to 10 day trip or whatever. No. Okay. Yeah. Because if you leave Thursday night, take the Friday off, the Monday's off four days most in there. Most people only get Monday off. Most people get Monday off. Yeah. You wouldn't get Friday off. Right. So I take the Friday as one of my days. I have five days left. One day there four f- four days in the week. That gives me Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 11 days. That's yeah. And then I, then nothing again. I do the same thing again. Christmas go away. That's a good one. Yeah. And also, like, you can also do easy trips. Like, go to New York for, like, uh, leave on a Friday, come back on a Sunday. I, I've done that for Vegas. Yeah. And that's a four-hour flight with the time So, the, the reason why I asked, because one of my goals... And before was, I forget, I want to ask you yeah. next. One of my goals was, uh, this year, was to leave the province once a month. Right? That was one of my goals. And I kind of missed March, but I still hit it in April, uh, because I went away to um, uh, Houston, or New Orleans, for Final Four. It was April 3rd or something, so I'm still good. Um, but I just realized that what I've been doing this year and I'm on pace, I'll hit depending on what, how Europe plays out, I'll probably be just over three weeks, but I've been doing either just banking on the long weekends or just taking that one day off. And it's like, that's what I think I'm going to do for the rest of my life is take one trip a month, then do a big one at the end of summer at Europe or I'll do one big trip a year where it lines up on that holiday as well. So maybe it's. Easter go away summer for two weeks or you know the eleven days whatever, uh, or end of summer do Europe or I don't know maybe Hawaii or something. But same thing, Florida for Christmas. I'll probably do that almost every year for the rest of my life. I think I, I love that. Um, that you guys making some long term predictions here. Yeah, I I love Florida. So then I do Florida again, Family Day weekend every every freaking year for the rest of my life probably hopefully. Um, so that would be I'll take the one day there because I should make a nice four day trip. March, just do Friday after work till Sunday night. Do 48 hours in Florida or 60 hours in Florida, whatever you want to call it. Um, April, you have the long weekend, your birthday. So if you're not going away for your birthday, I'll take my own little trip. Maybe use a day there. So I'm at two days so far used. Uh, May, you have the long weekend. Double down on that. <laughs> okay, let's, just, let's it's, instead of going on the calendar, just assume long weekends yeah. are going away. Every long How weekend, else would you use the days? Every long weekend, I, want, I just want to go away. And then you have that one big trip. Yeah. And then you have your Florida Christmas or like summer warm for Christmas. But next year, every uh, every month, especially in the winter, maybe even twice a month, I might just like dip to summer warm just so I can sit on a beach for two days. Because when I went, uh, when did I go? Three weeks ago now? A month ago? Easter I went. Yeah. So three weeks ago. I didn't, I didn't do much. I just I laid by the pool. I worked out and I shopped and I ate healthy and I loved that trip. And it's like, 
you know what? It's, people are like, how can you fly for three days? Isn't that crazy? It's like, it's not bad. Like, you use points. I think I paid 22,000 points. Yeah, not everyone has the amount of points as you, the same amount of points as you have. Uh, but, but time out. If you don't <laughs> Great have... segue into points. Let's yeah, talk about it. If you don't have the same amount of points as me, that's because you're not doing the proper credit card fucking things no, that you need to do. a lot of people don't have your type of expenses. A like, lot of people... A lot of people have Visa card. Many people, uh, the regular person, isn't putting on the Visa card. But you're right. But it doesn't. At the same time as the bonuses are the bonuses. We like, yeah, we we maybe accumulate more. But for instance, like you, for instance, don't spend yeah. as much. But if you strategically like sign up for new credit cards, you, you can rack up points very very easily. A lot I'll of people an, still use their debit cards. I know so many people that are still using you know debit cards. I know that have if like you, cash back cards. That if use you them, are a grown 90%. up, no. If so, I started using points at an earlier age, but a lot of people don't want to start at an early age because they don't want to rack up the amount of fees that you're also paying against the credit cards because you're not making the same amount. The fees are so nominal in the in the big picture. Like if I'm looking at, we have like a five year age gap between us. Yeah. That is a big Talk difference when mic. it comes to income. A hundred percent. And like different, like the way you're growing up in the, in life. So I started, you start back at a certain point in life. You want to start and using the points. If I had a credit card earlier, may have been more beneficial. I would have started racking up points more. A hundred percent. But again, I can't have five different credit cards. Maybe like you guys have because. You can. But again, how are you going to pay it all off? What? You're going to rack up. Wait, time out. Time out. You're going to keep paying it then you're going to be in debt. Danielle, there's, Danielle, there's, there's wait, 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 guys, I'm just gonna yeah. pause. We're making a lot of assumptions here. Like, I can explain how you can do this yeah. very easily. This is, there is I, a way, but a lot of people aren't able to because no, but they are. Mind. No, 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 but like, okay, go ahead. What I'm saying, no, I'm saying I understand what you're saying, but I don't think it, I'm just saying I don't think it's correct because like I'm an example. Too. I'll tell you right now, if you're Canadian, um, now I'm talking to the fans. <laughs> if, you, if you're <laughs> no, Canadian, this is for the audience. If you're now. Canadian, go to the website PrinceOfTravel.com. I think. Prince of Travel is like a travel blog, let's call it. Yeah. Similar to the Points Guy, which is an American platform, and it's probably the biggest website regarding um, travel, points, credit cards, trip reviews, whatever. Um, if you're Canadian, go to Prince of Travel, click on credit cards, and you can literally sift through what you want, what your goals are, what your what you, who your bank is, what your expenditures are, and so forth, where you spend most of your money. So then you'll to your point. Um, I'll give you an example. So we use Becca as an example. Recently, she, you know, she's got, um, she says, I don't want to sign, like I can't sign up like you sign up. I'm like, that's, that's fair. Like I have different expenditures and I can, like I put different You put some company. business stuff. For yeah, sure. We have, we have side things. Yeah. 100%. So we're different than most people. That's so, fair. and that's fair. And Becca's, you know, got her, got nothing going on. She goes, I have a few expenses this month. What should I do? And I said, look, if you don't want to spend the money, like it doesn't make sense to do it. You don't spend money just to get points. No. That's rule number one. Don't spend more than you need to. You only get the credit cards you need that that will align with what you're about to spend in the coming months. So you'd be strategic. But so many Hold on, credit I think cards. Actually, rule number one should be make sure you're uh, like a responsible adult and you pay your credit no, cards. No, that's what I'm saying. That, well, that, yeah, yeah. Number, rule number one, many people can't even pay their basic one credit card a month. I, I understand, but that's okay. Again, if you are if you are irresponsible with your credit and your poor credit history and like, you just can't maintain credit, like you should not do what we're talking about. And I'm not condoning it, and that's a good point. Like just that everyone needs to make their own decision what's best for them. But what I'm saying is Saying I don't spend as much like as us and you can't like it's not as easy to do it. That's where I disagree with. In fact, I if somebody was diligent about signing up as often as you're allowed to, 
they could probably accumulate not as much, but I would say about seventy percent. Because I don't sign up as part of me. You're switching cards. You can, there's, you a, there's, a, there's numerous. But what I'm saying is, there are so many credit cards on. A, there's numerous credit cards on a regular basis in Canada that have that probably have a fee or a nominal fee, and oftentimes they waive the fee for first time uh, signups. So I use CIBC for example. Um, just signed up for the CIBC. Uh, aeroplane card zero dollars zero uh hundred twenty dollar fee way for the first year spend a thousand dollars in the first three months and you get thirty thousand aeroplane points and a buddy pass so to put that put, to put that in perspective a thousand bucks is three hundred and thirty three dollars a month i would venture to guess even if you make minimum wage you probably spend close to that on food and basic living expense so even a minimum wage you're gonna spend uh how much tw- even buying ramen like you ramen's a dollar you buy th- a couple of things of uh, two dollars whatever with inflation you're buying ramen for the year and that's all you're eating the whole year twice twice a day you'll hit the minimum spend so you don't have a fee and you just there earned thirty thousand points which is basically a round trip flight to new york city and a buddy pass which means you're getting your friend 30, on a flight buddy, it, you can fly round trip to new york for like actually 15, sorry you're 000, right you're right you're max. right seven thousand they have Florida, seven thousand you go twenty five thousand you're right you're right um because i remember we booked our new york flights like seven thousand points yeah on the late stupid one. easy so think about that seven thousand that's almost five flights to new york city so four let's say two round trip flights so that's two vacations there for a week and then you spent no money on you'll pay the taxes which are mm-hmm. 50 bucks 30 bucks whatever um, and you get a buddy pass, so you can bring your significant other. You can bring your you friend. Other cards. So that's one card. That's now one. that's that's you have one card. Now that just got you two vacations, right? That card naturally you'll spend on it, spend on it, accumulate till you get your next card. Three months later, when your credit history goes back up, you find the next card. And if you again, you don't have the, the luxury of paying the fees, taking the higher, um, the let's say better cards with the higher bonuses. You go and look. Okay, what's another card I can get for no fee? No, so or very small fee. What or very you're basically fee. saying is that you're using the card, getting that bonus points, and then switching over to another card. N- not, not immediately. No. No, but once you like, once you've hit that. Well, time. you can't do it immediately. You have to wait. You have like, to wait. If, if you don't wait, like eight to twelve months, eight to eleven months, it'll affect your credit history. But if you sign up, um, you sign up, and then by month eleven, right before the fee renews, just call the bank and do one of two things. If they have another free card with no fee. Say, hey, I want to do a product switch because I don't want to pay this fee. I don't need this card anymore. Either that or I'll cancel it. They'll say, no problem, Mr. X. Transfer you to the next card. You now get the opportunity to earn that bonus for the same amount. No and it doesn't fee. fuck your credit. doesn't hurt your credit history because the same bank won't pull your credit score again because you have credit history with them. It just flips the product. It's what I just did because I had a credit card with RBC that pays high fees and I didn't have a use for it. So I said, hey, switch me to, the, to this card. And they did. And I pay, there's no fee on it. I have a high minimum spend on it, but there's no fee on it. So that just not only made me not pay that fee on the last card, I now got new bonus points with another card for hitting the same spend because I knew I was going to spend some money this time. Yeah. And so, anyways, I think. Yeah, and I think I think where you're like kind of disconnecting before is that you're switching cards. But you know, you don't have to. Though. You don't have to. But I'm saying like the average person wouldn't have six to ten. Yeah, like, you don't need six. You need no, no, th- like, like, but why not have three? Cards. Right. You can get three or four. No, you can. You three, and then every year you cycle out maybe one. Yeah. Right? And you keep hitting those things. So let's use like now, and this is a big plug for MX Cobalt cards. Most young people, I think it's a fair assumption to say that most of them, most young people spend, most young males at least, spend money on kind of food and beverage. Women might be a lot of food and beverage as well, but maybe also makeup, clothes, online shopping, whatever. That's a generalization. It's an assumption. I could be right. It could be wrong. I don't know. Everyone's biggest expense should be either rent or mortgage. That's usually if you're li- if you're not living at home, that's one of your basements. That you can't put on your credit card. That's whatever through, done through your bank. We get that. The next thing a lot of times might be your food and beverage, or oh, probably. 
Yeah, just just think about it. that's one thing you you literally need. You need food and water to survive. Even well, even if you pay hydro utilities or some hydro utilities, you can pay now on credit yeah. card. So just on those basic things, Amex Cobalt is five times the points. Let's say you spend, which is a modest number, let's call it three hundred bucks on food and beverage. Again, like we said earlier, mm-hmm. that's fifteen hundred points each month times twelve. That gives you what sixteen thousand, Danielle. Mm-hmm. Plus, you hit your bonus. You hit your your um, twenty five hundred a month in bonus. Yeah, there you go. So you're gonna end up with a total of, I think it's no, the bonus gets you up to fifty thousand. There's fifty thousand for the twelve months. So what's that? Is that twenty? I thought it twenty five hundred a month. I'm terrible at math right maybe now. Maybe it's uh, it's around four, maybe forty five. Whatever, regardless. No, thirty thousand points right yeah. now. So thirty thousand. So yeah. you can hit that. So in one year of just not doing anything special, you're gonna spend a hundred dollars. Or no, fifty thousand. Sorry. Yeah. It's so hundred and it'll cost you one hundred and forty dollars on the month, I think, for the Amex Cobalt no. on the year, a year. No, it's nine dollars. Nine dollars oh, a month. Ten, yeah, yeah, you're so right. Give sorry, or, sorry, give or take. Let's I'm call it a hundred something right bucks. You can accumulate enough points to fly to Europe, which is a thousand dollars worth of value, for literally doing nothing, just by having the card. So put that into perspective. You sign up for that. Let's say you sign up for the Amex Cobalt in January. Oh, let's say you sign up for it in August. No, let's say January. Let's say right. So you now, sign up in. You sign okay. You're right. Let's sign up right now for the Amex Cobalt card, and you're hitting your minimum spend every single month of 12 months. By this time next year, you have how many? You said 60, you have 60,000 points. 60,000 membership your rewards points. Membership rewards points can be transferred one to one to Aeroplan. Don't book on membership rewards. I do not recommend that. I recommend transferring. Well, if you use Aeroplan, yeah, unless it's one of those programs. shit airlines. Yeah, and then if you had the no fee card with Aeroplan. You would also have another, what do we say, 30000 plus the Buddy Pass plus your spend on things. So let's call it 35000 plus a Buddy Pass. Buddy Pass only works within North America, but that's 80,000 Aeroplan points. If you book your trip to, let's say, Europe early enough, you can probably get 50000 Probably 50000 You're going to probably have a connection, but it doesn't matter. Like You're not being picky. You want to get to Europe. You could probably get your flight to Europe and back. Plus, you're going to be spending, if you're, if you're looking to vacation, and we use the example of minimum wage, let's say that someone is making relatively- Let's say 60K. Whatever. You're going to spend money in Europe, so you're going to put the money on a card. Um, so through your daily living expenses, you're probably earning more as well. So you can afford a flight to Europe, plus let's say two flights to North America. One of those flights will get a buddy pass. So right there from two credit cards, you can get close to three vacations in a year. So what I'm saying is when your point is most people you said wouldn't be able to do this or have as many cards, what I'm saying is, number one, you don't need that many cards, but number two is you also can get that many cards because if you're someone that doesn't make a lot of money, I'd venture to guess right now there's probably... I can name four cards right now that have no fee or they have a rebate. The two Alaska, the two Alaska um, Mastercards, the Platinum Plus, and the uh, the World Elite, uh, Aeroplan CIBC, and there's probably one at TD. I'd venture to guess given a rebate. So that's four credit cards. And if you sign up, let's say every I do like three four months because your credit score takes a hit for a couple months goes back. But let's say you sign up every four months, you don't affect your credit score. That means you can sign up for three in a year. But in fact, you can actually sign up for two per four months. So you could double that. Some people don't have the credit history. Like I'm, I pay a mortgage and I have a long credit history. So it benefits me in that regard. My credit doesn't get that impacted. And I sign up with companies that I already have credit history with. Yep. But even if you don't, you're starting from scratch and you have good credit history, you're a responsible adult, you pay your bills on time and you're like, that's the biggest thing. Yeah. yeah and you're sh- making, like you're doing regular shopping for food and then necessities and some clothing every now and then and you're going to dinner now, now and then you can be traveling for free a couple times a year. Easy. Another That's big any thing. human being. Yeah. Another no, big thing is like the, the caveats that I put in. in. Yeah. Why did you make me sign up for the gold card and not the cobalt card? Because at the time, the gold offer that I sent to you, how many points is the offer? Sixty thousand or eighty. Sixty thousand. Then after a year, it's an extra. 
Yeah, so when I sent it to you, the offer that you and it's got, only 250 bucks. the offer you got was higher than what it normally is. So I thought about it because your fees are what, 129 I think? No, gold is 250 I think. No, but you get a travel credit back. Oh, you got the, bucks yeah, now. you get a travel credit. So, 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 so let's take your gold card, for example. You got a, It's 250 fee, but you get a $100 travel credit. So I mean, once you book travel, you call them, they put it against it. So you're paying 150 net fee. You're going to do that for me? I'll help you with that. You're getting sixty something thousand points, but the minimum spend is like was three thousand, three thousand in six 1, months 000? or something. Three thousand. It's like for the bonus. Yeah, points, three thousand. Three thousand over three months. Over three months. Yeah. Right. So you're spending a thousand a month. That's you on the also higher rakes side. In the say. money though. Uh, yeah, that's on the higher side. I let's say. I finessed my parents to get that within the first two weeks, so I didn't panic. <laughs> so it's on the higher side, but you got sixty thousand points. So that theoretically, if you plan ahead now, from let's say by. September of this year, you book a year out to go to Europe, you can probably get a round trip flight to Europe with that. We just did a round trip to Europe for 68, 66. And you booked it, well, how, how Two weeks in advance? Two weeks, two weeks out. in advance, we got 66,000 round trips. So think Direct. about that. Direct. Two weeks out, I know I made two, four weekend. And on May 2 for a week. That's good. Yeah. That's value, actually. You guys got value. Value. Because if you actually looked at like, was the actual in taxes, price though. of the actual trip, it was going for 1400 our flights. Okay, yeah. there you go. So think about, okay, so now for context so everyone understands, and this is why I gave you that card. But before I finish the point to back up, so the flight would have cost you $1,400. Instead, you sign up for a credit card. You spent, let's call it 150 net fee, so 150 Plus, you spent that 3000 But like I said, if you remember back at the beginning, you should only get a credit card when you know you can anticipate the spend is going to come. So you were going to spend that money anyways. Mm-hmm. Why not? Put it on a new credit card and get the bonus. So you can't even say you spent that three thousand. You would have spent it on any card. Yeah. So for one fifty plus the taxes, you just flew to Europe round trip. So this is what I'm saying, and I'm not saying it as a, as a, as a, as a criticism to people. Most people just don't know. Most people don't know. That's M- the we thing. didn't. We. I found out about it because I took a year off to travel and Until I found you out. Guys, I had no clue, and then I my also pa- found this guy on TikTok. My parents didn't know. I have aunts and uncles and cousins that don't know. Most people, I would venture to guess. That if I had to guess at like which credit card is probably offered the most by banks, it's like a cashback card or like a whatever card. Because that's the first card you get and no one really thinks like, okay, whatever, I spend, not a big deal. I had my like student visa for the longest time and I didn't care because I was there, it was doing what I needed to do, but I wasn't thinking ahead. Right. So I was sitting with this stupid card, which I still have. It just sits there now. Yeah, but that, that's so fine. It can, it can just sit but again, there. again, why not switch that card now to the Aeroplan card for exactly. CIBC? So one, I can switch that no problem. One, They've already approved me for it. Yeah, there you go. As a one, switch, and then I can be making the points now. Exactly. One and big. if they waive my fee. Yeah, they, and they, they will. And they, and and they, they will. a good chance they will. So one big thing that people don't realize oh, they, is... for sure. Yeah, yeah for sure. One big thing is people don't... What they don't do is they don't... CIBC? Yeah. Yeah, CIBC will waive the fee. They will. What people need to do is you need to find out what you actually spend your money on and what you want to get out of your points. Yeah. You know, let's say let's say you don't care to travel. Okay, so don't do a one that gives you good travel benefits. Do one that has higher cash back or higher something or Absolutely. something else that helps you. If you have a big purchase coming up, let's say you're moving into a condo and you need to furnish your condo, sign up for a new credit card. Oh, right? oh if big if you, time. Big every time. time you have a big expense in your life, and I'm talking, you know, like something that, that is going to hit you. Make sure you sign up for a new credit card and take full advantage of all the benefits that you are going to get from that credit but card. But again, you're right. Just the caveat again is like, check your credit history before yeah, you yeah. sign up. And right? I'm not saying, okay, every month you have a big thing. If, if you have a big spend every month, then it's technically not a big spend anymore. You know, like. But then also, <laughs> but then find a credit card that maybe you pay a higher fee, but has a higher bonus. Because like as an platinum, example, yeah. if you really want to like move up and you're someone that makes good income and you have big expenditures, let's say you bought a new place or you're renting a new place. And like Ricky said, you're buying furniture. Go get the Amex Platinum card. Sure, you're gonna pay a four hundred dollar fee towards it, but you get two hundred. No, but the is it two hundred four ninety nine right plus two hundred back? 
No, seven is six ninety nine. Six ninety nine, two hundred back. That that's a lot. And most people are like, why would I give someone like that that fee? I haven't signed up for it. Um, I was going to recently, but I didn't. But up until like last week, the Amex Platinum card gave you a hundred and ten thousand point bonus. Um, six grand like in the first six, six grand months. Six grand in first, yeah, something like that. So yeah, that's a lot of money to pay. So seven hundred dollars for a fee is a lot to pay. Again, you get two hundred dollars back, so it's really four ninety nine, let's say. But a hundred and ten thousand points. If a flight to New York is seven thousand one way, so fourteen thousand, that is almost ten round trip flights to New York City. I'll, I'll give, another, give or take. Yeah, I'll give another reason why too. If you're traveling, is if you like to travel, again, the, the seven hundred sounds like a lot. Okay, you get two hundred dollars in travel credit, so you can knock that off right away. You, so you're technically paying five hundred bucks. What it does also get you is priority pass, and it gets you into the lounge at Pearson Terminal One. Well, if you're traveling, either terminal. Uh, terminal three lounge is closed. Oh. Yeah, so terminal one, it gets you into. So if you're traveling as much as if you're traveling once a month, the average person I would guess probably spends twenty to thirty bucks on a meal at the airport. And if you travel less, you probably get excited. So you probably so you're go probably drink, there, so you're whatever. Drinking. So that it's the lounge is also free drinks and free food. Is the food amazing? No, but the drinks are drinks. Drinks are standard. Yeah. So you get that access into the lounge, free Wi-Fi, free this, free that. So it is good. Plus, if you are from Toronto, the biggest thing right now, it's a nice segue into my trip into Scottsdale, is Amex gets you line bypass at the airport. The Pearson <sighs> line was I'm kid I kid you not, five hundred meters long. Legit 500 meters long. The boys are all stressing. We our flight was at 8:50. Some guys got there at 5:30. We're still we're in line for an hour already. I roll up at six, go to the Amex counter. I said, "Hey, I'm cloud, it's called Cloud Nine. Cloud Nine, yeah. yeah." So I'm like, "Hey, I got me six friends." He's like, "All right, take six passes." Yeah. Grab, I was like, "Hey, there's actually eight of us, nine of us." So I kept getting more passes. I text the group chat, "Boys, come to the front of the line. I got line bypass." But people thought it was a joke, and I literally got all ten of us line bypass. We walked right through the literally. Hour and a half long line right to the front of security. Yeah, but usually you're only allowed to bring two people with you. That was an exception. So because I know make, my family. Because charming, that's why. Everybody <laughs> needs to make sure they got their own fucking damn Amex then. Yeah, my family's had that problem in the past. Yeah. We're like, my parents both had a card, but then we had an extra one. Yeah. So then you got to like, yeah. yeah. Get in. So I wanna, yeah it's huge. I want to, that's actually, you're right. It's a good segue to your trip because I heard you had a good time out there. But one thing I want to say, actually, not really important. I think everyone gets the, gets the point. Mm-hmm. Actually, sorry, the last point. So me and Ricky differ in how we like how we use our points, right? Yep. And most people do. Like you said, everyone uses points different things. Yeah, John's me like me and your you, brother yeah. are the same. Yeah. So why I like to collect points is um, sure. Do I use them sometimes for like you know regular flights? Absolutely. But if I'm spending money, I'm looking for the best value. And what I what I mean by value is the biggest differential in what the trip cost me if I would have paid for it and what I would have racked up the points. So. The last two summers, I flew round trip uh, to Europe in business class. I think for, I would average either year but 100,000 points. I flew myself and my girlfriend, so let's call it 200,000. Like, that is a lot of points, objectively. But to put in perspective, those flights each round trip were approximately like five to $7,000. So over my years, again, I've been doing this for a long time, all the points I have banked, I basically had two, five... $20,000 in flights that I paid $70 in taxes each way per person, so $140. But sure, again, people are saying, well, I wouldn't use my points for that. That's fine. You use it for whatever you want to do. But for me, if I can fly business class essentially for the price of on the house, that to me is a no-brainer. Um, I won't pay for that. I, I don't have the money to spend. I'm not spending $5,000 on a flight. That's that's crazy to me. I'm not that high maintenance. I can fly. I just flew <laughs> flew back from Vegas. I, sat in the, I picked the last row of the plane. Like Literally, I'm like, let me sit in the back. No one bothered me. I don't need to be off first. 
like back of the plane. I'm perfectly comfortable doing that. But if I have the opportunity to get a steal of a flight, fly business class or first class somewhere, that is a no-brainer. Anyways, enough about points. If anybody wants to find out more, this is actually a good little segment. We always say we're going to talk about points we never have. It's a good little segment there. Well, so this is a travel episode, right? We're yeah, we really are our, talking on about our travel it. stuff. I feel less weird too when Danielle talks. It's weird. It, I my dynamic feels like it changes since the third person started talking. Yeah, I'm not as nervous. Um, <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Um, but yeah, if anyone wants to find out more about it, like people have actually reached out to yeah. both of us. I think a lot lately. Hit us up. If you want to find out how to get into the points game and you want to travel for free because travel is coming back, coming yeah. back hot. Um, and the, the goal should know. be if you enjoy traveling, if you go on a handful of trips a year, either maybe even two or three, something like most normal people do, make sure you have your right cards and just know what know what you're spending money on, and make sure that you're absolutely maximizing like what you're spending your money on and and maximizing the cards that you have. Yeah, like get get value out of your dollar. Yeah. You're spending your money. Why not get something in return? Yeah. Like the banks are taking, or you know, the credit card companies taking nineteen percent if you miss a payment. All these things. They don't give you many perks with all these things. Why not take advantage of it? You're spending your hard-earned money. Like, get something out of it. Agreed. It's plain and simple. But anyways, my pal, we talked a little bit about Vegas. We talked about wanting to go quarterly. Yeah. You're a big Scottsdale guy. You were just on Scottsdale. Back to party. <laughs> have a good time. <laughs> uh, yeah. Trip. So it started off good. Again, we got, like, everybody's in the group, and we're all talking. <clears throat> How we're like, hey, everyone's got to get there three hours early, three and a half hours early. Because the night before, there was like a special on Global. We like interviewed the people from Pearson about how the lines are so bad. So everyone's freaking out. My mom's like, you got to be there at like 5 a.m. And like, I just had that debacle where I missed my flight a month and a half ago. So like, even me, I'm a little worried too, right? So I'm like, oh, I'm going to get there at 6 o'clock. Flight's at 8.45. I'm going to be there for 6. So I get there for 6. I, see, I literally, I see the Amex guy right away. I was like, I need to find him. I see him just tucked away in the corner go see him get passes for everybody we all walk right to the front of the line um we get it so we're all like hyped up i met a chick amazing cool um oh is that you met like yeah cra- i'll tell that i'll tell that after the scott's story. okay okay <laughs> keep people around till the end of the episode um man's got a new little love interest yeah, okay, no, okay. No, but um we <laughs> we uh so we all got line so we're all fired up right like we all thought we were gonna be in line for two hours we end up in line for literally 25 minutes max maybe 30 minutes between security and customs oh wow so we're all grooving we get to the bar we sit down we're having drinks we're all hanging out this is at like 7 a.m yeah <laughs> fired yeah. up we're having a little couple of mimosas yeah, yeah. <laughs> couple of boys are having some seizures i'm like no mimosas bro uh so whatever we chill get on a plane like we're all scattered throughout the plane i slept the majority of the way uh we get there we golfed like just if you don't know scott's a big golf area obviously where'd Georgia. you guys play the first day uh, it's called gold canyon was it good it was right on the edge of like a canyon, um, and it was just sick. <laughs> I don't cool. know why that Danielle made that. Lot yeah, funnier. we flew over the Rockies. That was really cool. I've never, I don't remember seeing that the past two times I went to Scottsdale. Yeah. So you can see like the white tips and everything. I thought that was really cool. Um, but yeah, so we ended up going golfing the first day. That was awesome. That night, um, I forget what we did for dinner. We went to this nice steakhouse called Ocean Forty Four. Actually, that's what we did. We had a nice private room. We drove by that one last time. Maybe it's right beside one of the other places we went to. Yeah. You know exactly, I know exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, right there. Yeah, okay, gotcha. So, gotcha. Uh, can't tell on the pod. <laughs> so, we just segue. You don't have to say you can't say on the yeah, pod. Yeah, <laughs> just keep the conversation going. So, this guy calls every thing out we can't do or can't so do. So, we, uh, we go there for dinner, have an amazing dinner. Then we go to Bottle Blonde that night. Have like, we just have, we have a good time there, yeah. right? Then, oh, was uh, it packed? Yeah, it was slammed. It was slammed. Not like super slammed, but it was Cinco de Mayo, so it was obviously busy. So we go there. We got a table inside. Kind of a little bit of a debacle with the table, but whatever. That's just boys being boys. 
Then next day we went ATV through the desert. I've never done that before. That's a must. I think I'll like golfing once and ATV in once. If you're only on a three day trip, I think those are each a must. Really? Like it was so cool. Like you're going through the middle of literally the desert. You're going through these little like kind of canyon patches. You got like cacti. Then you hit like an open area. You're like ripping it. And these ATVs go 50 miles an hour. So at one point, like we're ripping it. So the one of the waivers you have to sign, if you flip it, even if there's no damage, if you flip the ATV, it's a thousand bucks. That's like, they, oh, is there a guide with you? Yeah, there's a guide taking us okay. with us. And they teach you, they they go slow so everyone gets the hang of it. And we're all pretty good. <laughs> so I'm at, towards the end, I'm near the back, right? And I know there's one dude behind me, the slow guy. And then there's the back, the back guy. There's one at the front, one at the back. Make sure you don't get lost because there's like different paths you can take. So we're driving. Don't I see the guy in front of me just hit a bump? Boom. Falls off, thing tips on its side. No. So I pull up, hit the brakes. I was like, yo, you good? He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm good. Okay, let's get the ETV up. Let's get it quick. Look behind me. like, And I know the slow guy's behind me. So he's like, the slow guy's, I know way back. So I'm like, yo, we got like five seconds. Like, so we is he slow because he's scared or his ATV is not that good? No, he's scared. He's okay. Scared. Yeah. <laughs> something At some points we hit a rock and like, I like you, your body just lifts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like my asshole puckered up a couple times. Big you know, time. ATVs are very easy to flip. Eh? Like they're very unstable. Yeah, vehicles. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, well, we know. They're also very dangerous. Very, they yeah. are very dangerous. But like they gave us course. They taught us, like not taught us, but <laughs> ten minute crash course yeah, on yeah. a not flip it. Yeah. So uh, they and we literally ask guys like, how many people flip a flip a day? He goes, it's usually about one a day, and we're near the end. We're like, oh, so we're all right. None of us have flipped yet. Um. So anyway, so, so I see this guy flip. I'm like, let's grab it. Let's get it upright. We literally grab it, get it upright, and then the, the back guy turns the corner, and he's like, "It's." And we see him like maybe three hundred meters down, and he's. I'm like, "Start it, start it, start it." He's like, "It's stalling." He was like hitting the gas, like trying to get it right. Finally, gets it going. As soon as the guy pulls up, he's like, "You guys good?" He's like, "Yeah, man, he fell off the thing." He's like, "Did the ATV flip?" We're like, "No, no, it didn't flip, didn't flip." So we're all like hyped up. I'm like, "Yo, where's Alam?" Like the guy at the back. He's like, "Oh no, there's no one in front of me. You're you're in front of me." He's like, "No, bro, there's another dude back there." He's like, "No, all right, fuck it, you're." You're the guy, you know. So we drive up to the next like rest point and we start counting. I'm like, bro, he's not here. We lost him. <laughs> She's like, actually, I'm like, yeah. So we're looking around, we're like, he's gotta be here somewhere. Like all roads eventually led to this one main road. So we're just kind of standing there waiting and like I'm trying not to laugh because the dude in front of me just flipped this thing and we know he flipped it. The other guy's like, Hey, did that flip? Like, cause there's a massive gouge on his arm. Like his arm's Aww. got like like rocks. Look, and look, shit. Pick, no, it's not rocks, but it's like dirty. Picture like rug burn, but like six inches long like three four inches wide where it's just red we're all like gold and brown and like dusty dirty from sand and he's just got this r massive red mark on his arm it's so like a picture bigger than your tattoo on your arm there, like noticeably bigger than that tattoo so we're all dying we're all laughing about him but like kind of like where the fuck's along because like the guy's lost so he strolls around the corner we finally get him back i don't know where he went but so we did the atv thing honestly sick amazing like one of the cooler experiences we did then then they watched the Leaf game. Obviously, they won, so we're fired up. Uh, so then from then, then most guys didn't make it out that night. So just me and two other guys went out, bottle blonde again, uh, just because it's like the spot to be. Apparently, had a, a really fun night that night. And then Sunday, Maya day party. Was it good? What happened on Friday? Uh, we'll we'll tell that after. Well, yeah, but I'll get no met the girl again. Oh wait, what? Yeah. That that's what man. Do you know what serendipity is? Yes, I know what serendipity is. Th this was serendipity. <laughs> well, no, a lot of people don't know. This is the same thing to me. A lot of people know the word serendipity, but not, not, not a lot of people. They're like, oh, it's luck. It's like, well, it's no. Like happenstance. It's happenstance. Pardon? It's like happenstance. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's unexpected good fortune. Did you Google that after this happened? I was, because someone's like, that's not what it means. I was like, 
serendipity. It's like when something yeah. really good happens to you that's like yeah. unexpected. They're like, no, I'm like, he's like, it's just it means good luck. I'm like, no, it doesn't mean good luck. So and one of the examples things on seem to go your way. So the example on Google is good luck or luck can be good or bad, but good luck is buying a lottery ticket, winning the lottery. Serendipity is finding a lottery ticket on the floor and, and winning the lottery. Yes, yeah, that's right? good. Right, that's, that's, good that's the, the the best example I found on Google. Anyways, so this is probably a heated debate with someone. No, else no, it's oh. just like I can't even remember who it was. I was telling, um, honestly, like a random person, but uh, yeah, that's what that was the example I used. And they're like, "No, it's just good luck." I was like, "Yeah, cool, whatever. It's good luck, fine." Um, so then we did Maya. Maya, it's, it's. I don't know if it's better than W. We had a, we got lucky. We had a really good spot. We booked like a month in advance through some random bottle service go online, and we get there like, yeah, you're inside in the corner. I was like, we're at a pool party. I'm not. We're not going inside. So we have to spend more money. And anyways, but tying back to the points thing, Miami's Cobalt is five times the points food and beverage. Our bill was seven grand Canadian American, which would have been nine thousand Ameri- uh, Canadian. Five times the points would have been forty five thousand points, which is flight to ka-ching, Europe. Ka-ching. But unfortunately, they didn't take Amex. Big L. But yeah, big L. Anyways. Um, uh, Maya. Like, how does it... Because I remember we went to the W and we went to the W pool party when we were down there. It wasn't... I don't remember it being... It was, like, not busy. So, it, yeah. So, I was going to ask you, like, Maya looked busier and then tell us how it was, but then compare it, like, to Vegas. So, Maya, Maya was slammed. So, W is more like... Honestly, more like Encore where, like, the pool's, like, the main function there. You know, like, everything's built around the pool. Maya, there's the front patio... The main indoor like area, there's an actual indoor indoor area, and then there's like a small pool where it's like the pool's not like the main function. There's still so much happening around it. They're both good. I don't know which one I'd like better. Maya was slammed, so obviously that was like sick. Um, yeah, I don't know. There, it's it's hard. I'm trying to explain it to something that we can relate it to in like Vegas, but it's uh, it's tough. Like it's not like a Vegas pool party. It's just, it was different because like there was the pool area and that was busy, but it wasn't massive. Have you been to Marquee Day Club? No. So Marquee's on the rooftop. It's not as big as like Encore Beach, let's say. I mean, maybe it is, but it doesn't look big. It's like, it looks like a rectangular. Picture if this room was a pool. Like, it's like the middle's a rectangular pool, DJ booth, and there's like cabanas on the side, cabanas, a bar. Like, it's not big. Yeah. I'm, I'm like? trying to think. This was, you walk in, there's like a little patio area. Then you walk in, there's a bar, an outdoor bar. People kind of got drinks and there's a couple booths around there. Then to the side, there's the indoor part where there's a bar and like booths in there. Then you walk towards the pool. There's bars. There's a bunch of DJ, um, booths overlooking the pool. That's where we were. We got lucky with that. And then there's the actual pool area. There's like, I don't know, probably 20 booths around the pool. They're all kind of small. And then they, people can actually chill in the pool too. And then there's one booth right inside in the middle of the pool. That was pretty hype. Come we on. think it was probably like a 20 grand minimum or something. I don't know. At least 25 grand minimum. There's a bunch of dudes in there or what? It's, and then there, obviously the chicks obviously all go there after because it's like, the main freaking booth <laughs> actually funny story so one of my buddies was like we were joking because there's only like a handful of us single guys on the trip actually not even a handful there's maybe like three so i go to one of the single guys i'm like yo you got to talk to a girl today like make sure you talk to at least one girl like jokingly right because some guys didn't talk to any girls so that day i just i just you know when you're drinking i'm just chilling i didn't really care to talk to any girls so i wasn't there, so i keep beaking this guy i'm like you gotta talk to a girl talk to a girl so eventually he talks to a girl gets a girl to come to the booth whatever we had girls on our table Fast forward towards the end of the day, like I literally don't think I talked to a single girl on the Saturday. So he looks at me, he's like, Rick, you got to talk to at least one girl. I was like, okay, pick one out. I'll go talk to her. So he picks one up in the booth, in the main booth. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Fuck it. I'm drunk. Whatever. Let me go talk to her. I walk to the main booth, but to get to the main booth, you have to cross the bridge that goes through the pool. 
right? Oh, There's like yeah, a little bridge. A so I go through the, I, see, I go to go through the bridge. The bouncer grabs me like, what are you doing? I was like, oh, I'm going to talk to that girl. He's like, are you part of the booth? I was like, yeah, man. He's like, who's booth? I'm like, Mark. He's like, what? There's no Mark. I was like, who's booth? I'm like, that guy right there. It's his booth. His name's Mark. He literally looks at the guy. He's like, yo, is this guy with you? He's like, nah, I don't know who the fuck that is. <laughs> guy looks at me like, get lost. I was like, all right. <laughs> Hey, you got honestly. Hey, there's still a chance that works. Well, like, ah, it, it didn't work. But then whatever. Then he points to another girl. Go talk to that girl. Literally, I literally walk up to her. I was like, "Hey, what's up?" She's like, "I have a boyfriend." I was like, "I literally didn't even say anything yet." She's like, "Yeah, I don't have a boyfriend, so piss off." I was like, "All right, she cool. didn't have work." Or she said she had a boyfriend. She's like, "I have a boyfriend, so piss off." Oh, I was like, she didn't have a boyfriend. I didn't even do anything yet. Damn. Um, but yeah, that was what happened with that girl. Wait, let's let's what what do we have for time? We got about 10 minutes probably Because I mean you need to leave too We got dinner Oh we're good We got 10 minutes Um, Okay so I'll tell Something else I wanted to Like anyways I'll tell How how is Do you like Scottsdale better than Vegas? Yes and no I feel like Vegas is Is more of a show And a party and, And lights And excitement And that Where Scottsdale has the The golf And the ATV And and you get a little bit of. I really love Scottsdale though Like I being there just reminded me how much fun John's bachelor party was, how much fun Sweeney's bachelor party was. And I'm going to make a conscious effort to try and do Scottsdale once a year. And next year it already lines up because I'm going to Vegas in March, most like 99% for Con Expo. So I'll probably do exactly what we did for John's bachelor party. I'll try and double down on that. So I'll do Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Scottsdale. And then maybe the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Vegas, and maybe oh, even extend. Sh- yeah, the shows in the week. Yeah, shows Monday to Friday or Tuesday to Sunday, Tuesday to Saturday, I think. Yeah, y'all so come I, down, mix some work trip. Yeah, we're okay. a client after all. <laughs> yeah, we're a big client of impact. Oh, big contract. I um Yeah. I honestly I'm trying to think back of what I even ta- said about the fight in Vegas. I don't even remember what the hell I was saying at the beginning of this podcast. I was like in my own world. Um I honestly love Vegas. This is like I said, I've been a lot now and I, I was at a point where like I was getting really over it. I was like, I can't come back here. It's exhausting. You leave broke and, and miserable, whatever. Then I started going for fight weekends, and I was like, these are the funnest things ever because you're going for a weekend, you're in and out, and you're going for a purpose to see a fight, not going to party. So you like, you want to prepare, have a nice dinner before the fight, you go to the fight, you leave, you go to the bars, the casino, it's a lot of hype. Yeah, yeah. Doing those weekends, I think, is amazing. Like Vegas for like a Thursday night to a Sunday or like leave Sunday day or to the red eye, but like three days now is like, is all Perfect. you need. But going, you get a little bit of everything. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, going this time... I, I had the most fun. Um, first time I've like I'm going down with my girlfriend, obviously. So like going down as a couple, I've never done like done that. It's always a couple boys trips. Yeah, yeah. Re- it was really fun. We spent like the days like walking the strip. Um, and I don't know what it is. Like it's it's funny. Like Becca made a point, and like I never thought about this, but she, this is her first time going. And she said, "This is like the trashiest place I've ever seen, but also like the most like flashy, luxurious place I've ever seen." Yeah, because we walked the strip, and I don't remember it. Much like I don't guess I don't notice, but it felt like there was a lot more like homeless, like I don't know the word if like street people. I don't know what the right word I'm looking for, but some sketchy people on the street in the daytime. Like I saw some like, weird, yeah, weirdos. But um, we did like in and out. We walked around. We did all the casinos. Yeah. We literally walked one day all one side. The next morning, all the other side. Popped into all the casinos. Like just sat at bars watching people, yeah. whatever, and. uh I want to even do the Ve- weather now. Like the weather was perfect this time of year. Yeah, Anyways, I want to do Vegas it. once a year. I want to do Scottsdale once a year. I want to do either New York or Chicago. One of those, like a, a close by trip once a year. A boys, like sports weekend trip, twice a year, and then and then, and then like my one big Jesus trip of the year. Christ. 
I was literally planning. I'm like, hey, how do I, how do I, can I do all these things? So maybe a ski that's, trip that's once a, that's year. That's the other thing, though, is like that. Uh, not to segue back to it, but like again, with, with points and everything, you can do all that stuff. And if you're earning, never we talked about airline points with hotel points too. You can get cheap hotels and whatever. But yeah. I, um, I want to go down. I want to go back to Vegas. I think in the fall because I do want to see a football game there. It was like in the schedule that got released, but nothing that stands out. But yeah. I want to do a football game there. I, I don't know how the tailgating would be. Like I, I wonder. I checked Red Rocks. Uh, I mean, Colorado. Denver doesn't play the same weekend as Rufus at Red Rocks. Really? No, they don't. That's a big L. Big L. Um, but man, I love Vegas. And after we went on there for work too, like I saw it. And this is something they want to ask you as well. After being down there, I never, like when I say I would maybe lift, move to the States, Florida's always the first one that, that it piques my interest. Probably the only one that piqued my interest for a while because I just love Florida. But after going this time to Vegas, and like I've also kind of, you know, just been there so many times, seeing it change a little bit, but not like the Vegas Strip, seeing like around Nevada and everything. I honestly, not for a long time, and I don't even know if I could do it all year, but I think I could live in Nevada for a little bit. Not in the summers, but fortunately, like if I was there for work and we, you know, did something out there, come back here and do things in the summer here, go to Europe, whatever it is. But I don't know, something about it, like, Something about Nevada is starting to appeal to me more and more. Scottsdale. And I and I really and it's close to Scottsdale. You can I, drive in two hours. Actually, I, three I, hours. I, I gambled next to a guy playing blackjack. He's from Phoenix. He's a nice guy. We're talking. He's like, yeah, come down not once, once a couple times a year. Drive down. Like, that's like, three hour drive is like here to London. The same like we do that for university. Here to Kingston. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. And like that desert atmosphere. So even Arizona is probably similar. I could probably oh. live out there. But because man, it hits 35, 38 degrees, but it's not like you're not sweating balls yeah. instantly. Yeah. In Florida, when it hits 33, 35, you're disgusting. You're like, gro- like, even in Toronto, when it hits 30, you're gross. It was 27 today. I was sweating. Like yeah. my back, my. I yeah, hate that. everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there, I, I, there was one day it was 31, and I'm like, I feel okay. I feel fine. What are you looking at? Uh, so I heard a oh. like, What is it? A helicopter or something? Wait. Um, Oh my gosh! Someone's walking. Yeah, I thought there was a helicopter. Yeah. Um, we should start to wrap up. Yeah, we yeah. Nice little chicken wing dinner tonight. Um, but before we get your story to end on the on the how you fell in love, would you live in the states now after the last little bit going back and forth? So remember, I always said Toronto was gonna be home forever for me, and then during the last like year, year and a half, like I started to think, I I maybe not Scottsdale or, or Vegas, but I do think Florida I could see being a home, and if not a home home, it's like kind of what my dad and my uncle do, where it's like. Two to like three months of the year they spend down there, maybe even try and do four. Um, I do love the states. Like, people can say what they want, but you're uh, just warmer climate. I'm just happier in warmer climates. Like, the cold just makes me miserable. And I just like the idea of like kind of, I don't want to say like kind of free spirited America, but like, I just feel like there's a, a lot more opportunity in the, the states. Land, say, the land of opportunity. Yeah, right. So, again, maybe that's just, we're still young and who knows where kind of life takes us. But uh, I would love to live somewhere in the South. Yeah. Like Florida. Uh, Scottsdale too. Yeah. Like if I won the lottery tomorrow and I made, like had like enough to retire, I would 100% move. Well, yeah. But in that regard, I think anybody, because you'd have nothing really to keep here. Well, a but, lot of people know, because we ask a lot of people, a lot of people don't want to move because of family, right? But see, listen, like um, this is not diamond my family. Love my family. But at the same time. They can come visit. But that's, but that's a thing. But even in general, and I've thought a lot about this and I, I've, you know, I've said this for a long time. The only, like, when I ask people, did we talk about this in the pod? I think we did. I don't want to go down the rabbit hole, but when I, when I ask people, like, what, what makes, like, Toronto great? Like, what is Toronto's thing? What is Toronto known for? What makes it an appealing city? What Tower and Drake. Like, there's, there's really not a whole lot people say, except, well, Canada's free healthcare. Okay. Well, that's the last thing I think about. The only thing but I think a lot, would be family. Right. But the, listen, family is important too. But if I ask why it makes Toronto a great city to live in, 
I love it. It is a great metropolitan city, and it is probably the city with the most, let's say, opportunity in Canada. But like, what keeps you here? It, it is really family. And, and don't get me wrong. Like again, I want to see my family as much as possible. But that being said, quality of life is important. So when you actually weigh all the boxes, listen. If you value family, um. Not above everything, because everyone should, like, I mean, I value family above everything, but what I'm saying is when you balance what brings you joy and fulfillment, like, check all the boxes, and you do like, whatever, uh, what SWOT analysis, whatever you want to call it, like, it, quality of life, like, being in the cold, like, it, it does really bring down your quality of life, unless you truly love it, but I think in general, but the, the thing, too, I'm, I was trying to wrap my head around, and like Becca said this the other, uh, the other day, she goes, it is literally two seasons in Canada. It goes from winter to summer. Like, <clears throat> it, it was like freezing or two weeks ago. Or morning to evening. Yeah, like it was freezing two weeks ago, and today's 27 degrees. I don't really understand it. Um, anyways, not the point. The point is I asked you if you would live in the States, and yeah. I honestly, like, yeah, really like weighing it a lot. Not well, a even, lot, So, but- you know, it's one thing to a lot of people now that are working from home. One of uh, Dave Perello's buddies, this guy Johnny, He's uh, he's a product manager actually, for a tech company. Can't oh, remember cool. which one, but he will not. He refuses to work for a company that's in office now, because he wants to work remote so he can live somewhere okay, warm. That's so, also a different mentality. Wait, so he's he lives in Mexico now and lives and works in Mexico. Yeah, I, I get that, and I think it's great. But I also think that our generation of people have kind of. And if it wasn't for COVID, this would never be a thing. But again, I think COVID it's happens, great so that people now. have that opportunity to work from home. But it's also. Uh, I'm trying to think of the word like they've kind of backtracked in a way that I can't even think of the word right now. What do you it, explain it? Like dumb it down. What do you I say? Like people, it, it's have- just destroyed like growth and learning. You, you're, you're not learning from your company and through the people, your coworkers by working away. You, and mean, by Zoom like, calls. you mean like learning like the job culture, experience or culture type? All of it. Yeah. Job experience, company culture, anything that has to do with it, you're not hands no, on. No offense, honestly, fuck company culture. If I'm living in the, if I'm living somewhere warm, then go work in the states. If if I if I had a remote job, like, no, no, if no, I was in like, sales, it's just like so important. Like I get amazing when companies right now. Like my cousin works for Snapchat. They're like, you can take two months out of the year, go work remotely. You're coming in the office when you want. Done. They all love each other. I'm in Florida. So they, like I'm in Florida instantly. Oh, she might go to Spain. Anywhere where Snapchat is available. She's can go live for two minus months. Russia, but yeah, then they want you back much. here. China, but see, okay, so this is the thing. Like, as somebody who, who like, I mean, we built a startup, but even more over than that, like, we've also we have our like our businesses that we that we run. And before doing all of those things, if someone said, "Would you let a company be remote? Or would you want to work remote?" Like, I didn't really like think that was an option. Just couldn't wrap my head around it. And I don't think many companies, like the majority, had that right. Most people were in the office. When I first started, didn't love the. I, I actually I did like it, but I didn't love it because I'm like, oh, this is gonna cut away from our, our culture and our working together and the the um, fleeting thoughts you have at you know the water cooler, metaphorically speaking. But then it started going, and I started getting more work done. I was like, oh, I like this. Then it started going getting farther, and I was like, oh, I hate all these calls. I'm too like it's too easy to jump on calls. It's kind of annoying. It's a distraction now. But when I actually look at it, like now that our office has been back like, for a lot while, we're pretty much essential. So we've been in it. From the get go, yeah, but but now I see people in and out like they're they're less frequent, less like everyone in the office. Part of me misses having everyone in there and just getting to know everyone better. But also, if people are getting their job done, and I'm of this belief, and I always have been, if you're getting your job done, I don't care when you do it or how you do it. Yeah. And I think like my you know my old man's been the same way. Like, it, just get your job done in your time. And we're in a jo- we're in a job that we you know cleaning that happens all hours of the day in all cities and and, and different buildings and so forth. So if a manager wants to go at night to manage people rather than the day, so be it. If their job is done, that's great. I, 
it's really hard because I think corporate culture, I think, is important. Like, you're, you know, it's also, I mean, it's, I think it's objectively important. Well, like, companies like Salesforce. Like, I think, like, the hybrid model. But, sorry, so I think, let me finish yeah. this point. I'll touch on that. So, I think, like, companies like Salesforce that are, like, known for the, like, rah-rah culture, Salesforce, Salesforce, they were remote for so long. They could be because they're a tech company. But Mark Benioff, their, their CEO, went and bought, like, a ranch down in, like, a massive property in southern San Francisco, I think, to start doing more company retreats. I believe that's why he did it. Um, because again, culture is important. Like you, you, you can still hire people to get a job done. Like to get hire someone to get function done is easy. But like to really be a company that, let's say, you want to change the world or even disrupt your industry or, or just you know have fun doing what you do. Corporate like your culture is important. It makes working. I don't even want to say fun because it's not fun for everyone, top to bottom. If you're not a stakeholder and so forth, but it makes it less shit. Let me ask you this: Would you rather work somewhere like Toronto, where it's cold six months of the year? And, but have, you know, good corporate culture or would you rather work at a place where you're in Florida working from your pool every day, but you have like next to no corporate culture? But you wouldn't be also, depending on the industry, I think it's industry dependent. No, but just in general. Because like uh, yeah. just certain in general. things you can never work at your pool. Well, no, but like hold on. Like but the thing is, I, if, let's, like, let's personally my sales. job right now, I have like the best hybrid model. I used to work in office five days. Now I'm three days in the office, two days at home. I need two screens at work. I can't work at a pool. Yeah, yeah, but you can, but you can still work two screens. I can still work remotely. You can have two screens by the pool. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You can have two screens by the pool. Let's say you didn't have to commute. So let's go back to this. Like, let's, let's understand. We also are running out of time though because we got dinner. Yeah, yeah. yeah, We're good. But let's say, let's say your job, right? You need two screens. Um, I don't, I don't run the numbers, so I'm not gonna say this is, um, this is an assumption. But you live here, you pay f- if you're in the upper tax 1, bracket. Fifteen hundred bucks. How much? Oh, no, sorry, how much do you pay in taxable? Let's say if, if you're in the upper tax bracket, fifty percent, whatever it is, yeah. approximately. Florida is like six percent. So just alone, the money you would save living there. No, I. So what I'm saying is, you could buy yourself the best fucking screens next to the best fucking pool, and you'd be all right. No, I think it's great, but I also think it's like people right now are feeling entitled which many companies aren't able to hire people because they're entitled in the sense, I want to work remotely 100% of the time. But that, but that's not, industries. but that's not as a result. That That's a result of companies. That's a, that, no, but that's a result of COVID happening n- n- and people getting used to working Hold from on. home. Yes and no. It's a result of COVID pushing it to that way, but it's also a result of a workforce that has been like pampered, overinflated, companies have overhired. If you listen to any pundit of Silicon Valley, most say, and actually came out today, most say that even the best big tech companies could probably ha- cut half their staff and operate better. And the, the shit tech companies could cut four times or 40% of their, st- yeah, 40% of their staff. No, what do I trying to say? 4X their staff, whatever. I don't know what the multiple is. And they would do just fine and operate better. So what I'm saying is like a lot of companies when time is, time is, aren't tough, money's flowing cheap, all that stuff, it's easy to have money and capital to burn and hire people and put people in that have cushy jobs and are doing certain things. But now it's wartime. So what I'm saying is people don't want to come back. That's sure. We lived through a, a nice boom period for the last few years. Our generation hasn't really experienced the effects of a, of a recession. The that's fine. People, the good people who are good at their job have the luxury of saying that and they will mm-hmm. land on their feet somewhere else. But there, there is a chance something could happen to the economy. It takes a downturn. And all those people that are saying, well, I won't go back to work. I'm not going to have an option. They're no. going to be told, you're going to work where I tell you or you're not going to work at all. Yeah. And, and the tune will change. So yes, COVID has given people the luxury and the entitlement to do certain things. Well, it's like, I, like I know in Toronto alone, like I'm not talking anywhere else in the world. Toronto alone right now, big corporate companies had to lay off a lot of people during the pandemic. A lot of these corporate companies are going back to a hybrid model or you have to work in office a couple days a week or full time in office. Yeah. 
they're having a hard time finding employees that are willing to even come in the office, not because they're scared of COVID, but because they want to work from home. That's like a sense of entitlement that a lot of people, our generation, I'm not talking, I'm saying our generation alone have kind of gained that sense of entitlement that they can't actually, they don't want to work at the office but anymore. I understand that. But that's what I'm saying. It's and it's the, like, it's market, like it's because uh, it's market conditions. Yeah. The market conditions have afforded people to have that mentality. Mm. And right now there's a statistic. There's, Eventually there's, there's more jobs. There's four, the, there's four times more jobs, four times more people not working than jobs open. I don't know if I said that correctly, but basically there's a, like an abundant amount of jobs to fill but there's even more people just not filling the roles. People don't want to pick jobs. It is an employee's market right now. That is undeniable. Like people can get any job they want. Companies cannot fill roles from frontline staff to executive levels and people are jumping ship left, right, and center. But maybe that's a result of COVID. Maybe it's a sense of entitlement, but also because we've lived through some good years, people have savings, people have earned equity in their homes, people have done certain things. I'm not an economist. I don't know this stuff. I'm making assumptions, but what I'm saying is, yes, like maybe we stay in hybrid, the hybrid model going forward. Maybe it's fully remote. Like Airbnb, um, Brian Chesky came out and said that he believes, or he said Airbnb is going to be remote forever now. And he believes that the office is an old school um, device to like corral people. He goes, what is the point of an office? Like, why do you go into an office? Why do people ever go into an office? Like, you don't need an office. You go in to meet, whatever. So he took a different approach. I'm sure big real estate companies want everyone back in the office. And do I think it's going to stay this way forever? No, there'll be some companies that are smart and have adapted and want to be different and offer that four-day work week or that hybrid model to attract the best talent. There's other companies that their industries will go back as a whole and say, everyone's back in. People that want to work in that industry won't have that luxury. I don't know. We'll see. I'm making predictions that I can't back up. it's going to be industry-based. But listen, I don't even know how I've gotten this topic. I don't even know what the hell I'm saying at this point. But but I, I think that, like, again, if people... it's. As an employer, I don't like the fact that like, you know, you, people, companies get like, you know, a little bit held hostage right now. Like anybody can go anywhere. And that's on the on the other side of things. That is great because for the most part, like, you know, employers do have a sense of control and you can see a shift in the last couple last couple of years where people are saying, hey, I know what I'm worth. I want to go somewhere else. That being said, wages have jumped like exponentially for some roles and none for, not for others. Like executive pay has jumped through the roof and like frontline workers like staff that we employ barely getting like 2% more a year. So things aren't relative. Things are in flux right now. Like the you see it in the markets and everything. So who's to say where things go? But back to the point about what do we ask? How do we even get on this topic? Working remote or something? Working remote. Would you live in Florida? <clears throat> so would you live in personally States? speaking, I think, oh, the topic of corporate culture and all that stuff. I think corporate culture is imperative. I think you have to fight to build a corporate culture because you want your people to believe as they're part of something bigger if that's what your company's mission is. If your company is uh, you know, making knickknacks in a factory and you don't need your people to be like, oh, great, we're going to change the world knickknacks, okay, maybe it's a different story. But if you want to do something great and something big, you really need people to buy in. Like how do, you know, how do teams win championships? Yeah, you can get good players, but if everyone is pulling in different directions, you're not going to fight for the same thing. And that, that is culture. And culture starts typically top-down <clears throat> and you need people interacting with each other and you need people believing they're part of the bigger cause. And if they're not around, let's say the executives and they're not around the leadership team and they're just punching in, punching out, sure, they might do their job well, but are they really finding ways to really push the envelope and really stretch what they're capable of and what their company's capable of? I don't know. I can name four friends right now that started a job during the pandemic and I've never met their manager. Right. And they're literally waking up, working, finishing do they love their, they Do work. they love their job? They, it's a job. But do they love their but job? Is that, is that your career? Okay, but I'm saying, would they, would they want it? Like, do they love it enough that they would stay there forever as of right now? <clears throat> any of them? I could not say any of them would say they'd stay there forever. 
are they going to work there for the next five years? Probably, but it's all going to change. Sure. Who knows? Yeah, listen, it, there's... I, it's like relative, like... I'm making a lot of assumptions and I'm making a lot of guesses and things that like I've seen and heard, whatever. What do I know? My guess is that as good as anybody else's. Like, I thought that people were going to go back to the office like... I, honestly, a year ago, I thought we were going to go back to the office because everyone's kind of saying, oh, we're going back. But mind you as well, we're still in a wave like... I mean, I'm personally not afraid of COVID. I, I had it recently. was okay. I had a little, cough, a little uh, tickle in my throat. But I think people are still a little bit worried about it because like, there's, you see it going around and everyone's here and there. Airlines can't staff airplanes because of it. I don't know. Like People might just be... Companies might be saying hybrid model because maybe they're getting more production. Maybe they're trying to take it, play it safe. And also, I'd venture to guess that most companies in today's society don't want to be the first ones to say, you have to come back to work. Yeah. Into the office, nine to five. Because will everyone quit en masse and, and have a mass exodus? I doubt it. But I don't think people. I don't think they want to take that risk. And I don't think they want to be painted in a, in a negative light. So everyone's towing that line, seeing where it's going to go. But everything's cyclical. History repeats itself. Not to say we've had pandemics like this in recent memory, but people have short-term memories. In a couple of years, if people say, if Apple says everyone's in the office, no ifs, ands, or buts, you don't want to be in the office, go work somewhere else. I'd venture to guess most people would want to stay working that have good cushy jobs and, and so forth. That's my two cents. Let's. I kind of want to go for chicken wings now. But you didn't tell your story about. I don't, I don't even. I, know, I really see. don't remember how we got on this. We point. started talking about would you want to live? Oh, in the live States? in the states, yeah, right? In the right. States. And um, for me, my answer is yes. Now I definitely want to live in the states. <laughs> I definitely do. I just. I think I just convinced myself more. Yeah. I, I like hybrid work. I, it's, it's fun. Um, I think hybrid's the best. It it is it is and really really good. And it, okay, guys, like, we're trying to wrap up this episode. <laughs> eh? Like before we repeat ourselves the third time. I want to go. I want to get there in ten minutes. No, it's like fifteen minutes away. We'll get there in fifteen minutes. <laughs> well, people are already there. Um, you want to tell your story? No, we'll tell you for another day. No, I don't, I'm not even in the mood. I just want to go and eat now. All right, let's go. All right, guys, you made it to the end of this. That last that, that last like five minutes was me and Danielle <laughs> talking about working and all this um, stuff. We appreciate you. Give us a follow. Give us a like, share us with your friends. And uh, if you need more travel tips, if you want to learn how to kind of do the credit card things, let us know. Hit us up, and we'll help you out. Other than that, peace. You like to drink and to smoke to take away the pain And I don't remember all of my mistakes in every I got alone no one thing You're not alright, I'm not alright Take